And uh, good evening, Hampton Roads, Tidewater, North Carolina. Good evening, Internet listeners everywhere. You're tuned in once again to another episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads. You'll also find us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the Internet. As always, we're here to break down, discuss, and offer you insight into the dynamics of marriage and family relationships, with our mission being to help you restore, rebuild, and perfect those marriage and family relationships. Now, tonight is the third installment in the short series on the topic of a woman's sexuality. And by the way, even though I'm talking about a woman's sexuality, there is still some good insight available to men in this series. Yes, men, yes, brothers, you can be a man and learn some things you need to know about women by listening to a woman's subject. Sounds logical, doesn't it? If you want to find something about women, find out something about women, then listen to a program specializing in presenting you information about women. As a matter of fact, it would behoove some men to listen and learn about women's issues. Some of your issues, some of your problems and difficulties may be settled and solved and resolved if you would take the time out and devote some quality time to learning about some women's issues. And let me recap real quickly the theme of this women's sexuality series. First of all, a woman's mental, psychological, emotional faculties, all of that, her personality, her disposition, her mannerisms, her demeanor, bearing, the way she carries herself, and of course her physical appearance, all that comes together to make up the woman and her sexuality. When all that comes together, all of that makes up her sexuality, and she is attractive to certain men, not just one man, but at the same time, not to every man. Her makeup makes her attractive to certain men. That's what a woman's sexuality is all about. And I want to make a statement that is clear-cut, definite. I want to be unmistakable. I want to be undeniable. I don't want to be ambiguous whatsoever right here. And that is, a woman's sexuality presents her significant challenges. Uh, and I think most women will probably agree with that. A woman's sexuality presents her significant challenges. And in the war for her womanhood, Every woman must win sexual battles along the way. Now, remember, keep in mind now, we are not sexual beings because we have sex, but we have sex because we are sexual beings. And it's the war for your womanhood uh, uh, because so many factors work against a woman to attack her sense of self-worth, to attack her sense of self, period. And and this is utterly true with regard to her sexuality. There are forces that will come against a woman and play on her sense of her sexuality to defeat her in her life and to come against her and her sense of womanhood through her sense of her sexuality. 
Now, I told you already that a woman's sexuality is comprised of several different components, and they all come together to make her attractive to multiple men, many men, as a matter of fact. So I believe it's safe to conclude that the purpose of a woman's sexuality is to facilitate intimacy with a man. That may sound old-fashioned. That may sound sexist. It may sound gender biased. It may sound misogynistic to some. It may sound like I'm stuck in the Stone Ages or whatever have you, but it's the truth nonetheless. And and again, you may be saying, you're listening tonight, and you may be saying that, why am I not talking about men? Because this is not a series on men's sexuality. It's a series on women's sexuality. And when I get to the man subject, I'll deal with the man. But tonight, for the purposes of this particular subject, we're talking about a woman's sexuality. And I am concluding that the purpose of a woman's sexuality is to facilitate intimacy with a man, not the purpose of sex. Sex has its role that it plays in intimacy and in building intimacy in the relationship. But the entirety of the woman's makeup, all of those elements that I've already stated, to include sexual activity, it all comes together to facilitate intimacy with a man. And this intimacy is all about a man and a woman connecting deeply on a physical level, an emotional level, and definitely, most importantly, on a spiritual level. And the point of intimacy is for a woman and a man to get to know each other and accept and appreciate each other and love each other on the deepest level possible. This is what God had in mind when he put Adam to sleep and pulled a rib from his side and made Eve. Right? And, and you know, this is reminding me of Ephesians, the fifth chapter, uh, that says to us, men ought to love their wives as Christ has loved the church. And woman, please understand that your sexuality helps a man to love you. It's not love. It's not love, but it helps a man to love you. Facilitates intimacy. And there's a whole lot of uh, effort and energy and activity that goes into making intimacy and your sexuality is a part of that. And, and again, this is what God had in mind when he put Adam to sleep, pulled a rib from his side and made Eve. He wanted them to know each other, to love each other, to appreciate each other, all on the deepest level possible. And you know, the very account in Genesis in which a, women, uh, a woman joined creation suggests that a man and a woman are made to be intimate with each other. God took a rib from Adam's side and made Eve. He didn't take the rib from Adam's feet to be walked on. He didn't take the rib from Adam's head for her to be over him. He didn't take it, the rib from Adam's back for her to be relegated to following behind him. But God took the rib from Adam's side, symbolizing her purpose in walking with him through life, being intimate with him, being a helper for him, made for him, just right for him. And so he took the rib from Adam's side so that she would be right beside him in life. And that's what intimacy is all, intimacy is all about. 
And a woman's sexuality is all about attracting a man for the purpose of facilitating intimacy. I told you, uh, one woman may be attractive to multiple men, not every man, not every man, but multiple men uh, may be attracted to one woman. Now, please understand also that a woman's sexuality, it's a gift from God. It is a gift from God. Woman, everything about you is a gift from God. Everything that goes into making you you, it's a gift from God. Your uniqueness, your specialness, if I can make up a word, it's a gift from God. And unfortunately, like other gifts from God, a woman's sexuality can get twisted up in the game of life. And as a consequence, oftentimes a girl growing into a woman may have very may have experienced various things through her childhood or through her uh, teen years that impact and influence heavily, deeply uh, how she thinks about herself as a sexual being. Keep in mind that we are not again, we are not sexual beings because we have sex, but both men and women are sexual beings that happen to have sex. And so the young girl, she's going to experience things as a childhood. Even the young woman, she may experience things in her young womanhood that deeply impact and influence her sense of her sexuality. And that may turn into her exploiting her sexuality to gain attention or not using and developing her sexuality for its God-given purpose. All right. But listen, let me, let me give you my worldview on this real quick. I want to share my worldview with you. All was well in the world between God and man, man and woman, until man ate the forbidden fruit. That act of disobedience, what we usually refer to as original sin, that started mankind down a slippery slope. That started mankind slipping down a slippery slope. Uh, 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 that, that, that slope of pain and sorrow and horror and disappointment, hurt, and any other unfortunate, tragic experience or feeling you can imagine, you can name, that act of disobedience, original sin, started us down the slippery slope. Everything got twisted up from that act of disobedience, including a woman's sense of sexuality. And now a woman's sexuality is the biggest and most meaningful component of her makeup. A woman's sexuality can easily be the biggest and most significant component of what makes her an individual, what makes her unique, what makes her herself. So she'll be victorious in the war for her womanhood if she wins these battles along the way, dealing with her sense of her sexuality. When I say that a girl growing into a woman may have various experiences that impact and influence how she thinks about and considers herself as a sexual being, I mean that some things a girl experiences may influence her to become a sexual introvert. That is, she, she, she just won't have sex at all. Uh, she just believes she should abstain from sex forever. And then some experiences may ex influence this girl to believe that the only way she can experience love, the only way she can gain attraction, the only way she can be attractive and get attention is through sex. 
And some of these experiences influence some women to believe that they should only have sex with other women. So all I'm saying to you right here, please understand this now. What I'm saying to you is that there are things that happen in the life of a young lady or girl or a young woman that influence how she considers her sexuality. It may turn her sexual sense all the way inward, may turn it all the way outward, may turn it to the same gender, uh, whatever the case may be. And even even it may turn it to uh, uh, promiscuity. Again, where she believes the only way she can experience love is through having sex. That is a misunderstanding. That is a gross, a gross misunderstanding of your sexuality, woman. Your sexuality is a gift from God. And he means for you to experience the joy of being a sexual being in the holy bonds of matrimony. He means for you to attract the right man through the right use at the right time of your sexuality. Now, even though having sex does not make us sexual beings, things that happen to us in life and how we're taught um, growing up deeply influence our sense of sexuality. Uh, uh, we talked about Sigmund Freud last week and his sense and his teaching of sexuality in psychology. Uh, uh, so, and, and be that as it may, things develop, things impact, things influence our thinking and our feeling about sexuality as we grow up. All right. So now again, we are sexual beings and we are sexual beings that have sex. And we know that because the male and the female bodies are physically designed for sexual intercourse. Men are made for sex with women. And for a lot of women, I am dare not, I'm really not going to say all women or even most women, but for a whole lot of women, one of the most prominent challenges of her sexuality is how to fit men in it. And you need a healthy sense of your sexuality so that you will come to know that there is more than one purpose for a man in your life. Sex with a man is not the only purpose of your sexuality. Your sexuality is purpose to attract the man. And sex is a part of it as well as sexuality of building the intimacy. So trying to fit a man into her sexuality presents her all kinds of sexual temptation. And that's what I mean when I say the battle. She has to deal with sexual temptation. All right. Just a reminder, we'll take a break here and remind you that you're listening to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic in Hampton Roads. You're catching us on 1350 on your AM dial, this WGPL 1350. And you can also catch us on www.ChristianBroadcastingCompany.com on the Internet. Listen, if you want to hear this broadcast or any other broadcast that I've, I've given out, over the last year or so, you can go to iTunes and search the C.D. Hodges' podcast, or you can look on your smart device, 
find that little purple app icon for podcasts. Open that up and you can search the C.D. Hodges' podcast. C.D. Hodges' podcast. If you search that, you'll find us. And there you can listen to any of these episodes. You can download them. Uh, I have people all over the world downloading them. The United States. Multiple states in the United States. England. Uh, Japan. Uh, 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 Thailand even. Uh, uh, and other places around the world. Can't name them all right now, but I have people tapping into us online here, downloading these podcasts and listening to them again. You can do that also. All right. Now, if you will win the war for your womanhood, abstinence and sexual purity, sexual integrity, those are still the very best and most time-tested approaches to dealing successfully and victoriously with your sexuality through abstinence, through sexual purity, through sexual integrity. You preserve your heart. You preserve your mind. You keep yourself free from excess baggage when you abstain from sex until marriage. And I know you say it's hard. And I imagine there's going to be some out there who would say, but what if I'm raped? You know what? Such a tragic event may very well definitely leave some serious, deep scars. And I can't even imagine how that would feel. I can't imagine what that's like. I'm not even going to try and imagine it. Uh, I'm, I'm just not adequate in that. I don't have what it takes to do that. So, But I know it's deep. And here's something that I do know. Whatever the case is in your life, Whatever it is you've been through, whatever tragic event you've experienced, even if it was done to you, your value and your worth are not diminished. Your purpose is not vacated. You may have even been divorced. You may have been in a, a, a tumultuous relationship, a hostile relationship, an abusive relationship, whatever the case may be. Your value, your worth, they are not diminished. Your purpose is not vacated. If you trust God to love you most and trust God to love you perfectly, I'm promising you, I'm guaranteeing you that he will tend to any stain that you believe you have in your heart, in your life. He will cleanse it. He will clean you. He will make you whole. He will fix your mind. He will fix your heart. Whatever it is you imagine is wrong with you, trusting God to love you through it will result in your wholeness. And you who you would do well to work on your wholeness. You would do well, woman, to work on your wholeness before inviting someone else into your life. Because if you're looking for someone to complete you, you'll never know who you are. And you'll never really be complete believing that someone else can complete you. Regardless of what you've seen in the movie, you may have cried in Jerry Maguire when he said, you complete me. Don't give anyone else that type of power. Don't give anyone else that type of responsibility. That's your responsibility. Search your own mind. Search your own heart. Work on yourself. Work on your own wholeness. All right. Listen, I want I want to share just about five points here for a quick battle strategy for women in dealing with their sexuality. You're dealing with these challenges with your sexuality. You're dealing with sexual temptation, whatever the case may be. I want to give you just about five points here to form a battle strategy 
And if you succeed in each battle, you'll be victorious in the war for your sexuality. All right. Point number one, only God can love you perfectly. That's good on my last statement there. Only God can love you perfectly. You don't have to have a man to make you whole. No man can complete you. And you sell yourself short when you say things like, I can't live without him, or I can't make it without him, or I'll die if I don't get him. You sell yourself short. You have no idea what your purpose is. You have no clue as to how valuable you are in the eyes of God and how valuable you can be in the eyes and in the heart of the right man if you'll get yourself together. The key to your security and wholeness is believing and living like no man or no woman can fix you or complete you. The truth of the matter is the only one who can love you perfectly like you really truly need to be loved is God Almighty, God himself. And if you look for the type of love that only God can give, if you look for that love from another human, you're going to be sadly and sorely disappointed. You're going to experience humiliation, rejection, depression, oppression, anything else, any other negative adjective here. If you look for anyone other than God to love you perfectly, you're going to be sorely disappointed. So the first point you got to realize in this battle, in the warfare for your womanhood, in the battles with the, of your sexuality, the first point you got to remember is only God can love you perfectly. The second point, you got to refrain from destructive behavior. You got to keep yourself from destructive behavior. You need to do a reality check on your conduct, a reality check on your behavior, a reality check on the way you carry yourself. You need to do a reality check on your pleasures and how you think and feel about relationships. You need to do an analysis on your past relationships. Why did they fail? If you are in multiple failed relationships, there's one common denominator in those you so you need to do a self-analysis you need to analyze your past relationships and be honest with yourself about what happened you should be able to detect some patterns that were unhealthy and unfruitful if you were involved in if you've been in failed relationships one, two, three, four, five, whatever the case may be. You need to be able to look at those relationships honestly, analyze them, search yourself, examine your own mind and heart. And you, you can thereby detect some patterns that were unhealthy in those failed relationships. Ask yourself, do you wear clothes just to gain attention? Do you flirt with men just to gain attention? Do you play games? Are you dishonest? Are you untruthful just to get a man? Because if you lie to get him, you're going to have to lie to keep him. And pretty soon you're going to lose track of the lies and your lies are going to catch up with you. Dishonesty is going to catch up with you and everything is going to blow up in your face. And the relationship has failed once again. Be honest with yourself about your need for attention. Wow. Be honest with yourself about your need for attention. You even need to do a reality check on your friendships. What type of people are you friends with? Do they feed your dreams and aspirations? Or are you surrounded by negative people who douse water on your dreams and rain on your parade? 
Do you have anyone in your life who can call you on your stuff? Who's your mentor? You know what? What are you reading? What kinds of books are you reading? Harlequin romances? What are you reading that really feeds your mind? What are you reading that really benefits your soul? Do some checking. Refrain from self-destructive behavior. Point number three. Rearrange your thinking and your feeling. So often negative experiences give birth to negative patterns of thinking and feeling. Your thinking gives way to your feeling. You may become more pessimistic and you may start wearing your feelings on your sleeve. Your feelings inspire your behavior. And truth is, we become what we think. We become what we think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever your past experiences may have been, get whatever help you need to get to overcome the negative thought patterns that came with those experiences. Most likely, most of your difficulty in relationships and in life is the result of the way you think and the way you feel. Your negative thinking inspires negative feelings and your negative feelings inspires destructive behavior. If you change your thinking, you will change your feeling. And if you change your feeling, you will change your living. Hence, the Bible says in Romans, the 12th chapter, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A renewed mind brings about transformed living. A renewed mind brings about transformed living. Help your mind by worshiping, praying, reading the Bible, reading good books, fellowshipping and associating with people who can help you go where it is you want to go in life. Help your mind by feeding it valuable things, things that have redemptive value. Uh, there is no redemptive value whatsoever in sitting around watching Housewives of Atlanta. There is really no redemptive value whatsoever sitting around watching scandal. These things do more to uh, uh, distract the mind. They do more to hinder proper thinking than to help it. What are you reading? What's the last book you read? Refrain from negative behavior, destructive behavior, rearrange your thinking and your feeling. And the fourth point, take care of your relationships. Take care of your relationships. I always say your success in life is determined by how you manage relationships. That begins with your family. Many of you women, you need to reconcile and repair family relationships. You may be angry with your mom and dad still. You're 25, 30 years old, but you're still angry with your mom and dad. You may have fallen out with siblings. You're 19, 20, 25 years old, and you're still angry with your siblings. You all still don't speak. How many Christmases, Easter's, Thanksgiving have gone by? You didn't speak to your siblings. Do you even associate with your siblings when you come to the family reunion? Whatever the case may be, You've got to reconcile these relationships as much as possible. And even if you can't reconcile these relationships, you must forgive. You must forgive. Simply put, success in life is determined by how you manage your relationships. You need to take care of all that business. Reconcile where you can. Forgive where you should. And get on with living. 
then focus on your friendships. If you want friends, be friendly. Be easy to be a friend to. What is it about you that would make someone want to be a friend to you? What is it about you that would drive someone away? And the fifth and last point I want to give to you is take care of your body. All right. So uh, uh, let me go over these again real quick. Number one, your battle strategy for your womanhood in the war for womanhood. Number one, only God can love you perfectly. Number two, refrain from self-destructive behavior. Number three, rearrange your thinking and your feeling. Number four, take care of your relationships. And number five, take care of your body. Your eating habits matter. Learn to eat healthy. Your body turns the food you eat into energy. That's where your body gets to get up and go to, to uh, uh, live. It's from the food you eat. And just like a luxury car needs high-grade gasoline to run efficiently, your body needs high-grade food to run efficiently. If you're feeding on donuts and snacks and coffee and chips and drinking soda, you're going to become overweight. You're going to develop diabetes. You're not going to be healthy. Your blood is not going to work efficiently. Your internal organs are not going to work efficiently because you're eating bad food. Eat good food. Get in the habit of eating good food. Number one, first thing you do is reduce your portion sizes. Eat more vegetables. Eat more fruit. Less meat. Oh, I wish I had time to deal with this. You have to deal. You have to take care of your body, woman. You need to exercise. Exercise keeps your body fit and flexible. Fit and flexible. Exercise adds mass in the right places. Snacks and junk food adds mass in the wrong places. The combination of eating right and exercise increases and enhances, improves your health in so many ways. Listen, what I've given you here is definitely not all you need to secure your sense of your sexuality, to win the war for your womanhood, to succeed in every battle you face regarding sexual temptation. But if you heed these five pointers, you really will put yourself in the best position to win the war for your womanhood by winning the battles every day for your sexuality. It's a battle out there. I know it's challenging. I know it's challenging. If you're telling me that it's not difficult sometimes, you may not be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Look in the mirror. Ask yourself how it is you really feel about your sexuality. Examine yourself about your sense of your sexuality. Remember that all of those parts of you come together to make up your sexuality. And your sense of sexuality will go a long ways in determining the quality of your relationships with men, especially. Remember, the purpose of your sexuality is to facilitate intimacy with a man. You're not a sexual being because you have sex. You have sex because you are a sexual being. Sexuality and sex are purpose to increase and enhance intimacy with a man. Listen, that's all I have for tonight. So glad that you joined us. You're listening to Marriage and Family Clinic, WGPL. Find us on the internet. Email me. Let me hear from you. cdhodges at hotmail.com. Inbox me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. Let me know you're listening. If you want to hear this again, 
or any other broadcast, go to my podcast on iTunes or the podcast app, the C.D. Hodges Podcast. So glad you joined us. Until next week, remember, you can't have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.